on them. Church, I am turning now to the book of Ephesians, the first chapter. I'm going to pick up with verse 3 and go through verse 14 this day. The Word of God will be on the screen for you to follow along as well. We ask God's blessing upon this your holy word, O God, and the proclamation of it. Church, this is about the spiritual blessings. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were to be the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God, as the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So church, as I was reading this uh, text for uh, this week in between uh, Christmas and New Year's, here's what, here's what spoke to me uh, about uh, this text. And, 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 it's, and it's simply this. As I was reading Paul's words, what came to me over and over again are these words, the big picture. You see, the Apostle Paul is giving the believers then and also you and I, the believers today, 
the big picture. Now, honestly, when I hear those words, the big picture, I don't know, a a smile comes to my face. And I hope that when you hear someone say, hey, look, let's talk about the big picture, you too can get a glitter or a gleam in your eye, and a smile can in fact come across your face as well. And here's why the big picture in every aspect of life is so vitally important, okay? When the big picture is mentioned, whether it's in the workplace or in the church or in the home, you see, the big picture, church, offers something of spiritual value to you and I. The big picture offers, think about it, clarity, does it not? The big picture offers you and I a vision. The big picture can offer, in fact, a pathway to a future that is hopefully bright and clear and understood. But here's the thing that each and every one of us need to be reminded of. As good as the big picture always is, that I hope any leader in any capacity, whether it be politics or the church or in the school or in the home, it doesn't matter, okay? The big picture is very beneficial, but oftentimes we as human beings veer from the big picture, do we not? We veer from the big picture, and we often, instead of looking at and embracing the big picture, we do what? We chase rabbits, do we not? We chase rabbits. We, we in a sense, major in the minors, do we not, okay? Here's the thing you need to know about chasing rabbits, about majoring in the minors. When you chase rabbits or when you major in the minors, that offers no clarity, you see? That offers no vision. It offers no pathway to a future. Now, here's what also I need to tell you. The Apostle Paul who lived quite an incredible life. And all you have to do is read most of the New Testament books to know that. To know, of course, that he led an incredible life. As a matter of fact, he started out, okay, an enemy of the church, in fact, who was transformed by Jesus Christ himself and in a sense turned his life around and he was a new creation, and became one of the strongest advocates for Jesus Christ and the church. You see, Paul was quite an authority on giving the church, as he was preaching the gospel, the big picture, you see. So the big picture, church, I want you to know this, offers clarity, it offers vision, and it offers a bright path toward a future, okay? Now, let me back this up with the Word of God, and I'll explain exactly and unpack what I'm talking about here. Here is Paul's 
big picture that he wants to share with the church at Ephesus. Because like any church, right, it has its highs, it has its lows, it has its mountain peaks, and it also has its valley. So any church, of course, needs a big picture. And here it is for the believers then and also for the believers this day. Let me go to verse 4. Okay, pay attention. It'll be on the screen. Listen to this because this is vitally important here. Here's what Paul says, verse 4. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Church, did you hear that? Did you just hear that? I hope that you were putting on your spirit ears this day and embracing exactly what the apostle just said. Let let, let me unpack this for a moment here. Verse 4, even before he made the world, what did God do? What was God's attitude toward us? It says it right here in the word, he loved us and he chose us. Here's what I want you to remember this day, church, okay? Remember this, your relationship with God Almighty and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with your behavior. It has nothing to do with what church you are a part of. It has nothing to do with how many spiritual hoops you think you have to jump through. Did you hear that, church? Why? Because the Word of God says this, verse 4, even before he made the world, God what? He loved us and he chose us in Christ, it says. He chose us and he loved us. Church, if you in this new year of 2021 are feeling in the dumps, like nobody loves you, like you are all alone, let me give you some good news. Even before God created it all, listen to me, he chose you and he loved you. Go with that good news this day. That is the big picture, okay? That is the big picture. Let me pick up now with verse 7. Listen very carefully to this. Paul says this, verse 7, he is so rich in kindness and in grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Now, what I want you to do is focus your attention on that cross that is right behind our choir. Look at that cross, okay? Focus your attention on on that cross for a moment, and I'm going to read this verse again, okay? Focus your eyes there and listen with your spirit ears to this. He is so rich in kindness and in grace that he, in fact, purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins by the redeeming work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. Here's the takeaway in the big picture right here, church. There is power 
in the blood. Did you hear that? There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. No longer, okay, was there a need for an unblemished animal to be sacrificed because Emmanuel, the Prince of Peace, God with us, Jesus Christ, the great Savior and physician of the world, took care of that on the cross. For who? Not for just one individual, but for all of mankind. The redeeming work that Jesus Christ did on this cross. So the second thing that I want you to remember that is the big picture is the cross of Calvary and what Jesus did on that cross and the power of the blood that redeems and forgives all humankind. Let me go now to verse 13, the third part of the big picture that we need to hear this day. Here are Paul's words, verse 13. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God, what? Saves you, saves you. When you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you, what? The Holy Spirit, otherwise known as the advocate, the helper, okay? The advocate and the helper whom he promised long ago. What did the Spirit do? The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. You see, church, we are now a part of the royal priesthood by what Christ did on the cross and our faith in him. He did this. Why? This is the most important part, so that we might glorify and praise him. You see, so the big picture always is this. It's about the wonder-working power of the Trinity. And what is all of that about? It's simply this. The Father chose you. The Son redeemed you, and the Holy Spirit Church sealed the deal. You see, the wonder-working power of the Trinity. So, you might be thinking to yourself, that's good, preacher, but what does that mean for me today? Here's what it means in real time, church. In real time, in everyday life. For January 3rd, 2021. The next time that you are tempted to chase rabbits, to major in the minors, to stir the pot, Step back a moment, take a deep breath, and remember the wonder-working power of the Holy Trinity, which is this. The Father chose you. The Son redeemed you. The Holy Spirit then seals 
the deal. And why that's so important is because it gives each and every one of us, listen to me, perspective. Perspective into the promises of God that are eternal. They are real. And they, in fact, give us clarity and direction and a vision toward what is coming and what will always be. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen.